Welcome to the Money and Meaning Show. I'm your host, Kenei Corder, National Certified Counselor and the world's number one clinical financial hypnotherapist. Each week, I'll share with you the research I'm uncovering as I chronicle the search for meaning over money. My interviews, tips, and resources will help you determine what you need to get the most out of your practice and your life. Because life is about more than money. It's about meaning. So let's get into today's show. Hey there, my prosperos. It is time for a presidential update. I know, I know it's been a little while and I know you've been waiting. What are they doing? What are they up to? No, that's kind of what we've been saying. You probably haven't cared a bit because you've been too busy worried about what's going on in your life. But I know that by telling you what's happening over here in presidential world, that that'll help you at least feel like you're not alone. So let's get to it. But what makes this presidential update so special is that part of one of the things we updated was we added a new team member. So I want to introduce you to our newest assistant hypnotherapist, Marissa Remy. So guys, please join me in welcoming Marissa Remy. Hey, Marissa. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. I am so glad you're here in so many ways. So when you say thank you for having me, it's like on the podcast, in the business, on Prosperity Club, like (laughs) so many ways. So we get to spend a lot more time together. So what I like to do is on these presidential updates, we always talk about what's going well. You know, I love that. And then we talk about our challenges and how we're working through those challenges. But I also want to kind of tell the public how we met and then our journey together. And, but I like to hear it, I guess, in your words, like what that journey was. But let's first start with your idea of prosperity. What would you say your idea of prosperity is? Yeah. So my idea of prosperity, I'm sure everyone has different ideas of what it means to them. So for me, I have a very clear visualization of what prosperity is. I live in Southern California and I, before diving into prosperity work with you, I felt like I never had time to go to the beach. I never had time to enjoy the reason that I moved here in the first place. So a huge part of my prosperous lifestyle is being able to have that time freedom to go to the beach to just be if I want to go do yoga outside or ideally I would love horseback riding. So that's a huge part of prosperity for me. But I'm also very, very connected to my vision and what I'm here to do on in this world. And so Mm -hmm important for me to not only be able to enjoy the beach, to maybe go horseback riding or hiking or spend time in nature, but at that same time to know that I'm making a difference in people's lives in my work and that my work is still flowing whether or not I'm in it, working on it, or I'm at the beach or on a mountainside somewhere hiking. Yeah. So what I hear is play hard, work well and like make an impact. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes people say work hard, play hard or whatever. Yeah. I rather play hard and then just work really well at what I do. So it doesn't even feel like work. <laughs> and work smarter rather than work harder. I love exactly. Yeah. 
So I think some people know, but I'll just reiterate that our core value here at Presidential Lifestyle is to have the whole team feel like they're at their best, like doing what it is they love and getting paid for it. So they kind of feel like, I can't even believe I get paid to do this. It's so easy. And I love it. Like that is, that would make me feel successful if that is what happened in the business. Now, in the past, I haven't always felt like this has been easy. I haven't always felt like I was in my lane because I had to wear different hats as the CEO. Before you have a team, you're you're the team. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't fun. I didn't have a lot of playtime, like you mentioned. And I was working hard until I started to build out the team, which brings me to why you are on today is to talk about your role here at Presidential Lifestyle and how we got to that role. Because, and I think we could probably start with that by telling them what you do in the world. Since you mentioned it, like what is the work that you're doing in the world? So I am super, super passionate about making the world a better place than I was born into. So I was born into a a world as we all were. And I experienced trauma in my childhood. I experienced things that I wouldn't want my own child to go through. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my why. That's my driver of supporting people, no matter where they're at in their journey and feeling connected to their best self, being able to have the freedom to be present, being able to have the freedom to be the change that they might want to see in the world. So Mm -hmm. that's my driver and the reason why I became a hypnotherapist myself, as well as a master energy healer. I also do a lot of work when it comes to sexual embodiment, somatic empowerment, embodiment practices. I love all aspects of holistic health and healing. So that was my big, big why as to how I became a healer, a hypnotherapist. I specialize in addiction recovery as well. And I often like to remind people, because I work in detox centers where people are typically detoxing from drugs, right? And underneath that drug addiction is the negative thought addiction. Mm -hmm. We become addicted to our negative patterns, which I'm sure you talk about all the time, all of those patterns. Yep. And how hard it is to break the addiction of a pattern that you find yourself in. Yes. And the trauma that is underneath those negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that trauma is hard to get away from because we just keep replaying it and replaying it and replaying it in our subconscious brains. And hypnotherapy, thank goodness, can just change that story, change those negative thoughts and replace it with some great stuff. So let's talk about that. So since we talk about a great stuff, what would you say is, no, I forgot. I said I I would tell them how we got connected, right? Mm -hmm. So my version of the story, and then you can tell your, (laughs) it's kind of like, you know how you're like, how'd you guys meet? (laughs) So I don't remember exactly what happened, but I remember last year, like, like this time last year, when the whole race relation thing got kicked up, Shalene Johnson had me on her. She let me do an Instagram takeover, which was amazing that somebody would trust you with their freaking Instagram account and their whatever hundreds of thousands of followers. So she let me take over her Instagram account. And I just like poured out my heart about this race relation thing. I'm like, 
let's talk about it. And if you can't, if it's, you can't talk about it, then just talk to me, just DM me. Cause I get it. Some of this stuff is sensitive and I'm not going to judge you. I am going to love you. I'm going to love you through it. I'm going to love you even if you don't want me to love you. (laughs) Right. And so if you're watching this and you're one of those people, then reach out to me. Well, Marissa wasn't one of those people, but she was like, I'm reaching out to her. (laughs) And so she just reached out and probably said some kind words. And then we started connecting back and forth. And then once I looked and saw what she was doing, I was like, oh my God, you're my role model. Like you are doing great work in the world, girl. And so she's like, you're my role model. So we just had this love fest and <laughs> totally fell in love with each other's work. And, and, and we saw like that connection, like, wow, I can grow from her. She can grow from me. We can add value to each other's lives, each other's businesses. And, and that was a year ago, but it doesn't even seem like a year, huh? I know it's our anniversary. Yes, <laughs> yes it's our friendversary. <laughs> And I can get really as like no nonsense as I am. I know you guys hear podcasts when I'm like fussing and preaching, but I can be really mushy and like love festish, if that is even a word. But you know what I'm saying? And that's how I feel about Marissa. And every time we see each other, we can't help but to like pour into each other with like compliments and like, oh my God, you do this for me. And I, you know, and I just love this about you. And that is the kind of friendship and business relationship. Like those are the people that you should have in your life, not people that are making you feel bad about yourself. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to tell your version or is it similar to my version? It's <laughs> similar, no. But I have some things to add too. Oh, cool. I reached out to you and asked you to go live with me. And the reason that I did that was because I remember Shalene was talking about how your voice is so calming and I felt all of the tension in the world. I'm an empath. So I felt that energetic tension that everyone had and people calling each other out. You're wrong. You're wrong. Mm. Last year, we've been in a lot of states of tension as a nation. I wanted to offer your calming voice to my audience. So I brought you on to go live with me. And if you scroll way down in my Instagram profile, you'll still be able to find that live. That was one of the first times that I ever went through a whole live. And it told me, oh, you only have three minutes left and we'll immediately kick you. (laughs) There's a time limit. And I didn't even realize that we had talked for a whole hour at that point. I was like, okay, there's some reason that we were connected. I felt that magnetic, energetic pull between us. And I just trusted the universe is going to create a way for us to keep in contact and keep pouring into each other something. But I just knew that I was connected to you for a reason. And you probably felt the same about me. And we stayed connected. And from there, I started working with you and I felt the power of hypnotherapy. I've done 12 years of talking therapy. And I felt like the hypnotherapy that I did Mm. with you created the clarity that I needed in those exact moments, whether I knew that I needed that clarity or not. Mm. So from there, I was like, I need to be, I need to learn this magic skill. Like this is magic. (laughs) So I became a a licensed hypnotherapist myself. And throughout that process, I was still working with you. And 
learning how to live and embody that prosperous life, which is honestly the greatest gift that you could ever give anyone on the planet. My life has completely exponentially shifted and changed. And now I'm being trained in those exact life-changing methods directly from you. And it's just so incredible. I'm so grateful for the universe, for bringing us together. And yeah, it's just a super happy story. It is. And it's so crazy because it's like one thing leads to another. Like if I didn't do the live with Shaleen and if the world didn't go into chaos, like all of those things have to happen. However, we are sometimes upset about the things that happen and not knowing that some of those things, those shifts, those challenges are going to give us that or propel us forward or to put us in a place where we can meet some awesome people like you. Yeah. The world breaking down actually was what my soul needed to have the most massive spiritual awakening that I had ever experienced over the last year. The awakening itself went on for about six weeks It was uncomfortable at times. Of course, it's uncomfortable in the world when you're watching conflict all around you and things like that, which we're still experiencing to some extent now. I currently have people texting me about worldly matters and they're like, why is this happening? I'm so upset. I'm crying about this. So it's normal to be upset by things. But I'm so grateful for the clarity and the insight. I've never felt more connected to my mission here in this lifetime and in this planet. So there's always that silver lining if we choose to look for it. And yeah, I know that you feel the same way about conflict of like, this is happening for a reason. Exactly. And I really like to look at it, it even in business that way. So if you remember, I think you know this, that we had a a whole different team. It was seven of us working towards this mission and then right right at COVID, I just let everybody except for one person go. And then so Francine and I, who has been with me since day one, the beginning, we started all over. So this team is a whole new team. And that was tough because those people came a long way with me and I didn't really know how to say goodbye. But the good thing was everybody had something else to go to. So it wasn't like there wasn't any guilt there. Well, I can't say that. There was some guilt there, but not so much that it took over because we kind of talked it through and we saw everybody had a place to go and everybody landed on their feet. That's the moral of this story is that if I, I still talk to each one of them, I can you know call them up right now. No ill feelings. Everybody knows that it happened the way it was supposed to. So we made space for Terry. We made space for Desan. We made space for Marissa. You know, we made space for Jason. And Jason took over my whole life, but that's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) And so, but that had to happen in order for us to make space for this amazing union. So let's talk a little bit about what's going well in the company now. I think the best part is when I decided that I wasn't going to do one-on-one anymore, that one-on-one hypnotherapy each week, 
the challenge was I was still getting calls for that or, you know, people were still requesting that. And I'm like, I had to turn them down. So for a couple of months, I'm turning people down and turning money away. And I'm like, mm, that's not right. That's not right. So, but I, but what is right is that me focusing on these retreats, that is right. That felt right, but it didn't feel right for me to say no. And so I'm like, how do I give this, these people what they need? Because I mean, when you think about it, me saying no is, basically sending them out into the world to just live with their pain because they might not make another choice to, to join another, you know, to work with another person. And so the biggest thing that to me is going well is being able to say yes to those people who come to me and want that intimate because buying the courses is one thing, you know, even getting into the prosperity club is one thing, very powerful, but having one-on-one attention is on a, just another level. It's a level of access that brings so much more healing and in a faster rate. And so you coming on and doing hypnotherapy, and we'll talk specifically about who you're going to be working with. To me, that's the one of the biggest things in this quarter that is going well. Yeah. And having those multiple touch points. So to be in the group program, as well as having those one-on-one sessions scheduled, it means that you have six touch points with a professional throughout the month to help you get that clarity, to help you feel like your best, no matter what is coming up in your life in that moment. And truly, I mean, I've lived it. Having more touch points means more transformation in a shorter amount of time. And I totally know what you mean about almost feeling guilty that you have to say no to people because when we're in this industry that's just like, I know your sole mission is to help people. My sole mission is to help people. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when we don't have that framework set up yet. Exactly. Yep. And then what else I would say in the same vein, what else is going well is that the team is so, what is the word? Like everybody knows their job and their lane and nobody is trying to go outside of that. It's just very, very clean. That's the only word that comes up. It's like the team is really clean. And um, that rhymes kind of approximate rhyme. (laughs) So, you know, I love that. (laughs) You've been rhyming so much this past week. I am in full out like hip hop mode right now. (laughs) Poetry mode. Uh, and that's the other thing that I would say is going well is that everybody, the culture, yes, that's what I want to say. The culture is very clean. Like we, we can laugh, we can be serious when we need to be serious. You know, it's, it's, a, it's the right culture because that's important for a company, especially because we teach that to our companies that we work with. So we want to make sure we have a really fluent culture as well. What would you say? Yeah, I think I'm honestly blown away by the way that everyone works with each other and that culture because this company is based on helping people, those subconscious patterns, like all of this type of deep work. I have the freedom to be able to tell you, hey, I felt comparison or I felt imposter syndrome at this moment or I felt something or another and we can talk through it instead of me holding on to that, having Mm -hmm. shame. I feel like in other jobs, I would go call my boyfriend and vent to him and say, (laughs) oh, this was awful at work. I don't feel seen or whatever things that have come up in other 
companies that I've worked in. So that's kind of, I would say like the biggest win that I've experienced personally is just being able to talk through things and then have fun and to be all of us are in our zone of genius and in complete flow with each other, which is so beautiful to see. Yeah, it is. And to support each other in it. Like, even though Terry is supporting us, we still have to support her by doing our parts, you know, and like everybody and like with Jason building the new database, he still needs to know what needs to go in. And only you and I kind of know that stuff because he's not going to use the database really. I mean, he will, but not as much as we will. So it's like, we all have to support each other. And that feels good too, because trust that's what it boils down to for me is trust because as a CEO and anybody building a business, you just want to be able to trust the people you work with. You give them, you're like, here, do this thing. And you want to know that it's going to get done mainly to me because I wore so many hats for so long and I'm good at a lot of things, but there are some things that I am really not good. (laughs) And I'm like, really somebody should be doing this. So you feel good when you get to like, give it to somebody else. But then if they don't do a good job at it, you're like, oh snap, this comes back to me. (laughs) I don't want to do this again. So I think that to me is a a big part too. And I think we're, we've grown as a company and I don't mean just financially, sure. But as a company, we've grown in getting more clear on the work that we are doing and the purpose we serve. And that made it really clear as to who we bring on as a team anyway, to our team anyway. Another win that I've noticed is the level of care that each patient or client receives from just being inside of your world. It doesn't matter if you're in the top investment program or the bottom investment, or maybe you've just come to one free event you are seen and cared about by the whole entire team. Like we are having conversations about how to best support you. And to see every person being treated as if they are being completely seen and cared for is like a whole new level. And I've worked with other coaches before. I mean, I've been a coach since for a while, not as long as you, of course, Mm -hmm. I've been in this industry for a while and seeing how clients or patients feel not cared about, not maybe told, oh yeah, I don't know if I can help you find someone else, good luck in life. You know, like (laughs) experiences they've had. I just got off a call with someone who told me that was their experience with their last therapist. And I was like, okay, I'm grateful that you had that experience because it led you to me where I wholeheartedly care about you no matter how long it takes for you to open up and be ready for the work that we're doing together and that's really beautiful to see how each person doesn't matter if you've paid thousand dollars or zero dollars you are cared about in this company yeah that's a great point and just a few weeks ago i want to say it was episode 143 yeah well episode 143 where i was talking about this industry. And I'm, I'm kind of upset with this industry and it's starting to come out. I was holding it in for a while, but I can't hold it in anymore. And just like what that person experienced where somebody tells them good luck in life because whatever they can't afford their prices or whatever happens. It's like, wow, you have no idea what little spark you could give somebody. And let me tell you this, let me put it this way. I've heard stories where 
somebody was close to committing suicide, right? And mm-hmm. just a few words from somebody else changed their mind, changed their life just like that. And they were like, um, and I remember even for myself years and years and years ago, I was walking in the streets in New York and this man said to me, and I don't know why it meant so much. He looked at me. He said, have a good day. Okay. He put that okay at the end. I never forgot that. Now, I could see that man tomorrow and I would never know what he looked like. But I remember those words. And because mm-hmm. he put okay at the end of that sentence, it meant like he really meant for me to have a good day. It wasn't just like somebody walking down the street, have a good day. You have a good day. Have a good day. It was. He didn't just throw those words out at me. He meant those words. And mm-hmm. I think we go about business. We get so in our business that we stop seeing our patients, our clients, our members, you know, students, whatever we call them, we stop seeing them. And and what I talked about in episode 143, we start to see just the dollar signs. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, you're a little dollar sign. I don't really have to give you that much attention. Oh, you're a big dollar sign. Yeah, let me give you some attention. Right. And that's just not fair. It's not humane even. Yeah. And you actually, about the suicide. So I'm a recovered suicidal CPS. CPTSD, eating disorder, perfectionist. I, I've recovered from a lot in my lifetime. And that's actually part of my story. Like one of the reasons I at one point was convinced today is going to be the day that I'm going to do it. I don't want to be here anymore. And I saw this man, it was pouring rain and he took his umbrella from covering himself and reached his arm over and covered this girl who was wearing a skirt in the pouring rain and walked with her for this long distance to keep her covered from the rain. And then it was clearly the opposite direction from where he was even originally going. So once she got inside, he turned around and walked back the way that he was going. And just that witnessing that act of kindness, I was like, oh, I do want to be on this earth. Like I'll just wait a little bit longer. I'll just see, feel it out for a little yeah. bit. And I know this is kind of a tangent from what we were talking no, about. It's gorgeous. Keep but going. It's, yeah. It's so important to remember these small acts of kindness are not only seen by the person that you're being kind to. So it could be impacting all of the people around who thought, wow, that's so beautiful that that man that you don't even know wanted to make sure that you were going to have a good day. Yeah. Yeah. And that guy didn't do it because of who might have been seeing him. He put that umbrella. That was just his inclination. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like, oh, who's watching? Okay, people are watching. I'll do something nice. Right. It just was his inclination to do that. And how awesome is that? And to me, that is what this industry should be about. So even if I am somebody's um, free podcast or webinar or whatever resource, to me, they are equally as important as somebody who has spent $30,000 on a private retreat. That's just, to me, is just that because the person who listens to the podcast can eventually be that retreat person. And mm-hmm. the retreat person, you know, might have started out as, so you don't know where they will fall in your life. You have no idea. And bottom line is you treat people the way you want to be treated, at least, at least, right? And then once you learn how they want to be treated, because like with our assessment, we go through our assessment and people say they don't want a one-on-one. We don't go calling them and trying to talk them into one-on-one. However, if they pay for one-on-one and then they say they don't want one-on-one, I'm like, yes, you're getting your one-on-one. <laughs> I yeah. get 
And this is also part of my why, why I'm so passionate about supporting people and helping people do that deep subconscious work. Because let's say those two men that we're referring to in our stories here, let's say they were so trapped in time scarcity and stress and didn't have those stress management techniques. And they saw someone struggling in the rain and we're like, well, I got to run. I'm late to this meeting. You don't know what I've been through, lady. Like, get out of my way just to go wherever they were going. Or maybe that man was so unable to be present and mindful to you in sharing with you. I hope that you have a good day that he just brushes by you and goes straight on his way. So that's a huge part of my why of giving people the freedom to live a prosperous life because you have no idea the waves that you're creating in the world when you do have that time to be mindful and intentional and the things that you do when you're in a state of joy as opposed to in a state of rushing and stress. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about New York City. So that is, is not the norm for people to say intentionally ask you to have a good day and feel like they really mean it, right? That does not happen in New York City. And so, yeah, exactly what you said. There's a lot of stress in normal life and you can use that as an excuse. Like you said, you don't know what I'm going through. I got a lot going on over here. I'm like, yeah, but you can still be kind. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the role that you're playing and the person that you're seeing, I really want people to understand. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about imposter syndrome and that's because we've been getting a lot of imposter syndrome clients, male and female. Um, Many of them already have money and feel like, or feel, you know, they should feel successful. Like, oh shoot, everybody's looking at me like I got it all. And I'm like, really? Cause I don't see it when I look in a mirror. And so One of the reasons why you are here is because that trauma is what they still see, right? That maybe they are addicted to something and they're like, but if every, but if other people knew what I do when I go home, right? So they're not even being their true selves. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Gandhi said, your beliefs become your thoughts, your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your values, your values become your destiny. So in essence, your beliefs eventually become your destiny. So in order to take control of your destiny, you have to first take control of your beliefs. But here's the thing. Most of us are controlled by our societal programming. Now, you may be asking yourself or me, what's societal programming? Societal programming is all the messages you've heard over and over and over again, like money doesn't grow on trees or like it's better to give than to receive. Those statements repeated eventually became your beliefs, but you can overcome it. And that's why I created my Path to Prosperity Workshop. Register today. It is the best two hours you will invest in your business and your life. I'll show you what societal programming is, help you gain clarity on your specific programming, 
and I'll give you a sample hypnotherapy session at the end so you can start breaking through your societal program immediately. Take control of your destiny. Register now. The link is in the show notes so you can get on the path to prosperity. I'll see you there. So first I want to tell people, we you might have heard me talk about the sneak peek. It is something that we offer so that people can kind of see what's going on here at Presidential Lifestyle because we are different from other companies out there and we don't mind you coming and taking a look because we feel like if you come and take a look, you're not going to leave. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then part of that sneak peek is to speak with Marissa to see what is your path to prosperity? You like, what is, you said it's so much better because I read, like I read what you said and I was like, oh damn, that was really good. <laughs> I was see if I can say it as well as you do. Because I'm my, my one-on-one, my, my consultation is good, but I was like, oh damn, that's some good stuff right there. <laughs> so you were saying, you know, we want to look at where you are right now and where you've been. And then what is that life that you're creating? That is your path to prosperity. But you might need a guide. And sometimes you just need to have a conversation so you can get it out. And we know that you're having conversations. You're just having them with the wrong people who can't really help you. And so that's why we put together this sneak peek. And that's why we put together that conversation with Marissa. And that's why we put together being able to come and visit the Prosperity Club. So you're going to get access to the, the courses. You're going to be able to come to the Prosperity Club and then you're going to speak with Marissa. And so tell them what a, a conversation with you is like. Yeah. So it's all about clarity. Mm-hmm. Understanding where you've come from, how it led to where you are at currently and where you want to go and what patterns you have seen that have been blocking you from getting to where you want to go. Because Oftentimes, that has to do with subconscious belief systems that we've developed over our life. Those are the blockages between where we're at and where we want to be. And if you are listening to podcast episodes like this one or reading books or whatever it might be in order to overcome that wall of blockages, you are making progress, but you might notice yourself coming back Mm -hmm. from the, the starting point over and over again. I remember for so much of my growth journey, when I was trying to do it alone, I would listen to a motivational video in the morning. I would feel super clear, super motivated. And within an hour, I was back to feeling the way that I felt before. That negative self-talk was just on volume loud. And there was no way for me to turn the volume down. And there was no way that I could listen to motivational videos for 10 hours a day. Right drown out that mental noise that was being created within. So that's what my sessions are all about, understanding what you have done to overcome that wall and what could be done so that you could easily and effortlessly erase that blockage and start living in that prosperous life. Yeah, exactly. I love the way you said that. Like It is so true. And that is what that session is all about. And then determining if you guys can do that together, because like we said earlier, maybe we say, okay, just keep listening to the podcast. We planted the seed. I know it's a big jump to get into like healing and maybe you're not there yet, but we're here for you when you are ready. And so there's that. And then 
the, but the other conversation might be, yes, I'm ready. What do I do? And then you can tell them what next steps they need to take. It's like, oh, you need to do this. Like here's your field work is what we call it. Here's your field work. So you're getting in the prosperity club. You're getting one-on-one. You're going to start doing control the controllable. Like we really put together that clear treatment plan for you to get past or over or around or under however you want to get there. Cause you see however you visualize it is very personal. And, and that's the other part I want to add too. So personal, so custom. So we have a program and we stick to our program, but we do, we are able based on the program to sprinkle in what it needs in order to be right for you, especially mm-hmm. when we do the retreat, but even on a one-on-one level, because even though we're going to have you follow our program, because we know it works, we know how to sprinkle in specifics as to what you need, which is kind of different from a course, because the course, we just have to give you a, ge- a little bit general. We have to get a little bit general, but one-on-one is just that much more tailored. Yeah, I think the program that is the most transformative is the Prosperity Plus, which is the one-on-ones with the Prosperity Club. And all of it is tailored to you. So we encourage people to always be live for the Prosperity Club because that's how those hypnotherapy sessions are actually going to support you in whatever you're going through in that moment. It's not just a plan that was created without you in mind. It's a plan that's being created with you live in that moment to support you wherever you're at in getting to where you want to be. Yeah. And that's a new, I would say that's new too, because in the past we have been coached by coaches in the past that are like, oh, you have to have this cookie cutter. They don't actually use those words, but that's basically what they say. You need to have a cookie cutter thing and you need to do the same thing each week and blah, 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 blah. And I was buying into that for a while because that is, that is the way you make the most money is to have a very cookie cutter and then just sell it to a bunch of people, whether it works or not. And I was like, Ooh, but that I know for sure. I've been a hypnotherapist long enough to know that is not going to work. And so all of that dissonance was happening. And I was like, uh, I want to, make money. I want to make a difference. Oh, do I have to choose? And I was like, heck no, I'm not choosing. I am going to make money. I am going to make a difference. And here's how I'm going to do it. And once I put my foot down and took a stance against this industry, and it's like, no, you will not corrupt me. You will not taint or water down this process. And we will attract the people who also want to make a difference and make money. And, and that's what I feel like is happening. That is another really thing that is going really well. So, and I like what you said about how Prosperity Club Plus is like, that's the meat. Like that's the way you get the full meal all the way full. But like I said, and I think we said it earlier and I've said in plenty of episodes, I need you to start wherever you are. And Marissa too, you know, wherever you are is where we're going to meet you. And if that is here on this podcast, we come here each week and pour into you this way. But when you come to Prosperity Club, take advantage of all the stuff. Like like you said, Marissa, like come live, get involved in the conversation, do your field work. Although we do have some people who don't (laughs) and they know who they are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a running joke in Prosperity Club. You guys got to come to see it. (laughs) People consistently talk about the transformation that they bring. So it just goes to show you that when you are receiving personalized care, 
the results are so much deeper. And yeah, I think I started working with you a little over six months ago. Mm-hmm. And the change that I have witnessed in my life has been absolutely profound, as well as all of the women in Prosperity Club. It's been yeah. so beautiful to watch how we connect and how our lives are changing and growing and developing so quickly. I literally am not exaggerating when I say exponential growth. Yep. And that's a good point. That is something else that's going well is that I forgot that I usually don't run a group for that long because either I get bored or I'm just like, that's enough. (laughs) I'm done. But I mean, it's just been so powerful over and over and over again that I'm just like, oh, I can't even wait to get back to it. You know, I'm getting as much out of it as the group is getting out of it. And then when you add to that, the one-on-ones, they make the one, the group made the one-on-ones even better because I didn't always have a group. But when I added the group, I just saw such a big change and difference. And it's strange because when I added the group, it opened up so much more time in my schedule that now I have more time to do one-on-ones, which is weird (laughs) since we made the big shift. But yeah, so it was really hard for me to say no when I was saying no to people because it wasn't like I didn't have the time. I used to say no, like, oh, I'm booked. I can't take any more people. You got to get on the waiting list. But now I'm saying no, because I was saying no, let's say months ago, And then now I have something for them. It's like, yes, we, yes, we can help you. You're here. You're in the right place. So I want to talk a little bit about challenges. I would say right now, our biggest challenge is, how do I say, I think staying clear in our message. Like we talked about earlier. So we used to talk about stress, if you remember, depending on how long you've been here with us. We used to talk about stress. You know, we've talked about burnout. We talk about money and meaning is what this podcast is called. But it is also something that we talk about in life. I've worked with men who are going through midlife crisis. But when we looked at it all the way down to its core, what we're dealing with is imposter syndrome over and over and over again. But that imposter syndrome is caused by trauma. But the challenge is we can't go around saying, hey, this is a, you know, we're healing trauma. Come on, come one, come all, come heal your trauma. People are like, ew, that doesn't sound fun. I'm not going over there, right? That's So that's a challenge that we get to shift our marketing so that it sounds mm, what people are willing to hear. But the challenge is that we're like, we're serious professionals. So in a way, we want to say, hey, we can hear your trauma. But I know nobody wants to hear that. So and nobody even knows that they have imposter syndrome because of their trauma. What would you say? Yeah, I also think so trauma, how I define it is anything that's happened in your life, either too soon, too early for you, too loud, too painful, mm-hmm. anything too much. Yeah, too abrupt. Exactly. So that could be anything from someone stealing a lick of your ice cream when you were a little kid to going through a violent experience. Mm -hmm. Trauma looks so different depending on the person. And sometimes those people like for myself who've been through violent experiences as a child and done so much work to heal that trauma, 
I forget that I'm also traumatized because my brother ate my ice cream cone once mm-hmm. when I was three or whatever age it was. So I have this food scarcity, yeah, the sca- belief, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. And oftentimes we don't even connect that to the way that we feel about money and about business. I was talking to a friend recently who said, I'm so successful, more successful than I've ever been. And I'm so scared every moment that it's all just going to go away. Mm. Every day, I can't even enjoy the success and the fact that I hit my income goals and all of this, because I just in the back of my mind, I'm like, something's going to happen. All of it's going to get taken away. Next month, I'm going to make $0, even though this month I made my goal. Mm -hmm. And so this is one of the ways that imposter syndrome can manifest. And like you said, talking about trauma, talking about the ways that this manifests, it's a sneaky thing. Our brains are really sneaky, how they introduce this self-doubt, how they Mm -hmm. introduce all of these patterns. And with each level that you get to, which is something I experienced, when you get to the next level, the brain reintroduces the same stuff that you just worked through. Because now you're in a more unfamiliar place. And the brain is like, go back to familiar. Being doubtful of yourself was you're familiar. That was your regular mindset. We need to start doing that again, even though know that doubting ourselves doesn't help us at all. And it's a major energy drain. So if Mm. you're living a prosperous life, that takes energy. It takes energy to want to go to yoga if yoga is part of your prosperous life, for example. And if you're spending all of that energy doubting yourself, having conversations with yourself of, should I be doubting myself? Is this actually rational? Is it not? Is it an idea that I, do I believe the idea? Is Should I not believe the idea? All of this takes so much mental energy that takes away from you enjoying life. Yes, yes. So well said. And I want to add to that, that it takes a lot of energy to do that. And for the go-getters, it takes a lot of energy to just stop and enjoy yourself. Like it actually takes energy to stop and enjoy yourself. And this imposter syndrome also adds that you don't deserve to stop and enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're like, well, I can't go horseback riding yet. I need one more client before I can go do that. Like, right. You got to do something to deserve it or, oh, I can't go do yoga yet. Or I can't take my wife out for dinner until we do this next thing. Right. You're always looking to do the next thing in order to deserve your life instead of being like, oh, this right here, this what I've created. Gorgeous, like freaking awesome. Yeah. And you- see it without the support of another person there oftentimes. So just using that horseback riding example, I grew up horseback riding. That was my job in high school was to train horses because I was a very, very good rider. I could ride any horse. People would take their bucking horses to me when they were acting unruly and I would support them in exercising their horses so that the horse was a lot more well-behaved when they would ride it. I grew up thinking, and I heard this phrase thousands of times, that horseback riding is the most expensive sport. Mm. So I never thought I would ever be able to afford it in my early 20s or mid-20s where I'm currently at. I felt like maybe when I'm 50 and (laughs) 
life is different. That's when I'll be able to revisit horseback riding. And I had this whole story going on. It wasn't until I moved all of that subconscious programming and subconscious belief system that I actually had the mental energy to just browse the internet one day to just look what horses are available near me for me to ride and realized it costs $150 to ride a horse. If I, I could ride seven days a week for $150 a month, <laughs> which is not nearly as expensive as I thought it would be. So I created all of this energy of like, oh, I'm going to need to have at least however much money a month in order to even be able to afford enjoying the sport. And Mm -hmm. it's so funny how life is actually easier than our brains make it out to be. Oh, I love, love, love that sentence. That is so good. Life is easier than our brains make it out to be. And the stories that we tell ourselves, and then we look for evidence to support that. So before you actually did the research, you probably heard somebody say it. And then you're like, yep, see, I knew it. I remember. That's right. I forgot. I'm glad that lady reminded me. Horseback riding is expensive, right? And so like we look for evidence to support those stories that we've been telling ourselves and then somewhere that shift happened and you just decided to look into it your brain was like oh (laughs) okay well maybe it's not that expensive right but it's really difficult to change that story once the story is set in place that belief system now is in place and like you said earlier it's easier to do it to change it to Go get through it when you have a guide, when you have somebody partnering with you to push through that. And that's what I like about what we are creating, because in the past, like maybe five years, coaching has been all about do it yourself. And I'm upset about that because it's not a do it yourself thing. If that is most things aren't. Like a surgery, do do it yourself surgery. Just going to buy a book and be like, how do you remove your your gallbladder? <laughs> because that's what a lot of this is. It really the work that we're doing, especially as hypnotherapists, the work that we're doing is like surgery. We are really going in and digging out, plucking out that old stuff that no longer serves you. But we also help you imprint new stuff. That is for your best and highest good because those things are already there. They're inside of you. And then we help you remove the stuff on top of it so it can come out and blossom and grow and, you know, be. And you have no idea what possibilities and options you have when it is removed. So Mm -hmm. I didn't join like any sort of program with you wanting to one day just scroll through my phone and see what horses are available in my area. That wasn't my goal. Yeah. But all of those stories and negative thought patterns and self-doubt and everything was removed. I was sitting there one day, no more work to do for the day. And I was just like, you know what? Why don't I just scroll through? Let's just see what's available. And it just completely opened my world because that's such a key component to my idea of prosperity. Yeah. So just that example. Yeah. That is such a good example. And and those are the things that mm, we need the guide sometimes to help us get there. It's like inside your own head, you're just going to keep telling yourself no. And you think you're doing the right thing for yourself to say no. You really believe that you're protecting yourself. You don't really know that you're keeping yourself stuck. 
So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Even to the point that if someone would have told me, hey, I'm looking for someone to ride my horse, all you need is $150 a month, I would have said, ooh, that's a scammer. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to get me. They can't want be. me for something else. It must just be they're saying 150, but they mean 3,000. It's <laughs> more than I want to invest in a hobby. And, you know, the brain will create all of these ways to yeah. stop us from doing anything unfamiliar. That is so true. So good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm trying to see if there's anything else we need to touch on. We usually talk about what's going well, which we did. We talked about one challenge. And I really think that's really our biggest challenge right now. I would say the only other challenge is keeping the company clear because we do have like a B to our B. We have a B to two B to B programs, right? But one B to B program is geared towards that mission driven entrepreneur who is still getting more, needing more clarity in business in the sense that they're like, okay, who is my target market? How do I make more money? Where the other B2B customer is, they've gotten clarity in their business, but like underneath, if you on the surface, it looks like, wow, they got it all together. Underneath that surface is like, ooh, it is a mess. They're drowning in the sea of Google Docs. They're so freaking stressed out. You know, they don't have any systems in place and don't have a database. They have analytics, but there's analytics all over the place. And all of that crap is stressful. And so they feel like, oh, I can show up and smile and everybody will think I, I have it all together. But the reason why they're feeling like imposters is because they don't have like systems in place and those things that Jason will help them put together. So I feel like the, the prosperity club people are usually maybe if they're feeling imposter syndrome it's because, Oh, they think they need another certification, which they do not, you know, what do I know? Maybe I haven't had enough experience. And a lady told me she needs to build a hundred million dollar company in order to like deserve this particular type of client that she was like, no, no, you do not need to build a hundred million dollar company for those to be your clients. When I worked at Morgan Stanley, 90% of my clients made probably 99% of my clients. I didn't even know 10 plus more than what I had monetarily, but it didn't mean I didn't know what I knew. So I think a challenge there is to really help people get clear as to where they are in their imposter syndrome journey and how we can help them. So we really tightening our message is what we're working on now. Would you have anything to add to that? I just felt exposed for a second because that was so me, the person that everything looked great on the outside, but the underneath, the systems, the amount of work I was drowning in every day just did not feel good. And Mm insight that I've gained from you because you're profound. You will just text me and be like, oh, this is an idea I have for you in your business or something. And it's always a question that I didn't even know that I had that is now answered. And now I have the clarity and the insight in order to work in a way that's a lot more seamless and in flow. So I definitely moved from that person that you just explained doesn't have the systems in place to now being in complete alignment and flow in every part of my business, never feeling like 
this sucks. I'm spending time on social media or anything mm-hmm. because I was able to overcome that with your support. So yeah, imposter syndrome is a funny animal, shape-shifting animal, right? Yeah. And it takes a lot of insight and experience to be able to overcome that. And yep. so if you feel... If, any of our listeners here are feeling like you're kind of like banging your head on a wall right now trying to overcome this and this resonated with you. Do not worry. We've been there. It can turn around literally in the blink of an eye, literally in one session or two sessions. This is such deep, profound work that we do here together. And yeah, it's incredible. Yep. That's a great point. So I do want to mention that we are on, I think it's on June 26th. So we're going to put a link in the show notes for you to join us for pop up path to prosperity, pop up hypnotherapy. And that's where we do like a free session where you can just experience for maybe like an hour and a half. I get on, I go live. I tell you a little bit about belief systems and you know what's going on in your head, which if you're listening to this podcast, you've had some exposure to that. So I, I talk about that for about 20, 30 minutes. And then I just start coaching people like right there on the spot. So mm-hmm. we're going to do that on, I think it's June 26th. So if you click on the link that's in the show notes, it'll take you to the registration page and then you'll get emails to get you all ready and, you know, calendar leaks and stuff like that. Outside of that path to prosperity pop-up hypnotherapy, I say, get your sneak peek. If you've been curious, if anything we said was like, huh, that sounds like me, then get your sneak peek. It's 28 days available to you to just pour into our resources, to join a prosperity club session, to have a one-on-one session with Marissa. And then you can see if it's right for you. So there'll be a link in the show notes for that too. That way, you don't have to be, you don't have to worry or, you know, like, oh, is this right for me? Sit around and wonder who's going to help me because we already told you that we will. <laughs> this peak is so much juicier than you can imagine. It is filled with, I like to call them golden nuggets, like little pieces of information that can just completely shift your life and shift your mindset in such an amazing way. So you will be surprised and in awe by the amount of value that's in there. Yep, absolutely. And we'll put links to your Instagram, Marissa, in the show notes too, right? You want it? Okay, yeah. Because you got to see Marissa. <laughs> she has an awesome voice, but she's also gorgeous. <laughs> oh, this is so sweet. Yeah. I also remind you all um, that we love to chat with you. So if you ever mm-hmm. want to send either of us a direct message on Instagram asking for advice or recommendations or any sort of support, we are here for you all the time. Our inboxes are always open and we love to connect with you. That's a great point. I'm glad you say that. And I probably don't say that enough. So thank you for pointing that out. I love how people reach out to me is when they take a selfie of them listening to this episode right now and just tag us on their Instagram stories. That way, wherever you're at in your journey, we can just reach out to you and cheer you on and support you. And I think it's a less intimidating way because sometimes... I know some of the clients and patients I work with, they're like, you want me to DM someone like (laughs) for my dead body? Like it's not ever going to happen. And I love DMing people. I'll DM people all day. 
yeah. scared of it, but I had to overcome that. So if you're feeling hesitant about just reaching out to someone that you haven't talked to before, that's a great way to get our attention. So we can just reach out to you and say, Hey, how did you like the episode? And just support you in wherever you're at. Yeah, that's a good point. I have um insight timer listener, Tiffany, who always tags me almost always. I do miss it every once in a while I will miss it I'll be like oh my god Tiffany I missed your your story but I bet it was amazing thank you so much like right so if I do miss it I'm still gonna reach out to you and just say thank you and then if you know that gets us going uh, over a conversation that'd be great but I even remember names like it's like Tiffany I know Tiffany when she puts a review out about a meditation I remember her and there's certain people that just stand out because they do start to interact and even if we never ever get to actually work together somehow we are part of each other's story mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. awesome well this was a long episode so I really want to thank you guys for listening all the way to the end you freaking rock. And I know you know that about yourself, but I know you also feel like I wish I I wish I really did know it. <laughs> and so if we can support you anyway, reach out to us, listen next week, keep getting everything you need because we need you to get to your best and highest good so you can pour into the world the way we want to pour into you. Is that a deal? Good. I'm going to pretend like you said, yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Well, thank you, Marissa, for hanging out with us and helping the people know what you do here at Presidential Lifestyle and what you offer to them, more importantly, and what you offer the world. Because as I say to the world, but now I say to you especially, oh, my gosh, like, thank you for the work that you do, because we are better because of you. Oh, it's full circle. I'm better because of you. So it's all full circle. And thank you so, so much for having me on here. Thank you for allowing me to pour into our amazing audience. And I'm just sending each and every one of you so much love and support in this moment and every moment. So no one's told you yet today that you're incredible. We're telling you now. (laughs) Yes. Cool. Well, I will see you guys next week. Marissa, I'll see you probably tomorrow. Or <laughs> but I'm so glad we did this and you'll have to come back and do another presidential update. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. Bye now. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. My prosperity pro. I want to stay connected with you. Here are four ways. Pick the one that works best for you if you want to stay connected with me. One, if you have any questions, I'd love to answer them. Send them to podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. I'd love it if you would make a one or two minute audio message and attach it to an email. That'd be the easiest way for me to get it. Ask me anything about creating a life of meaning over money and I'll get you an answer. Remember the email address is podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. Two, subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends because you guys might want to have a discussion about it, especially if they're a CEO who wants to shift from the old American dream to a life of meaning. Three, we try not to have any 
sponsors on this show unless they are truly in line with our values. I mean, really a good fit. So that means we fund this podcast ourselves. I'd like you to take a look at our resource page to see if there's any products or services that we recommend that are right for you. If not, no worries, maybe later. If so, please use our affiliate link to purchase. Thank you in advance for doing that. You are such an amazing person. Okay, four and last. If you want to know what's happening over here at Presidential Lifestyle and you want us to email you the update, then go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. And you'll see the current updated blog for the week, but you'll also see a link to subscribe to that blog. We can email it to you if you like. That's presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. Don't worry. You don't have to remember that link or any links. They're all in the show notes. Oh, and I forgot to say, if you're enjoying this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review and tell us how much you're enjoying it. And now for the legalese. This podcast is not to replace professional counsel. The best advice is from a professional who knows you and your specific situation. The topics discussed in this podcast are general in nature and for informational or entertainment purposes only. We encourage you to meet with a professional that you can discuss your specific situation with. Whether you choose us or someone else, one-on-one counsel is important, whether it's a financial, therapeutic, legal, or other decision. So that's all for now. I'll see you next episode. And remember, you can have wealth in all of its forms. Believe it, and you'll soon see it.